Hi, I'm Brandon. And I'm Megan. For years, we were stuck in a rut, always complaining that nothing ever changed for us. And then we realized, if we wanted to improve our lives, we had to put in the work. Each week on this podcast, we'll get into an aspect of personal growth, relationships, or just life. Through our own experiences and guest interviews, we hope to inspire you to make your own positive changes. Welcome Welcome to to the the Fools in Love Podcast. Podcast. It's another Wednesday, which means it's another Fools in Love podcast. I am pumped to be here. And today we are talking about confidence. We are going to chat about how we build it, what kind of things from our past help shape it, and just a little bit about life, love, and that pursuit of confidence. (laughs) I love it. Yeah, welcome, everybody. Thank you for being here. If you're a first-time listener, welcome. And again, like Meg said, we're really going to get into that idea of of confidence because if you think about it, which of us doesn't need a little bit more confidence? But we want to talk about finding that too and and let's get into it. All right. So I don't know about you, Bram, but for me, I think that when I was younger, like real little, I probably had a decent amount of confidence. I don't remember feeling like I was struggling when I was super old. But then middle school hit and I think that's where kind of your confidence takes a big old crap like (laughs) at least for me takes a beating for me it did exactly and i think from there it's just kind of like almost rebuilding it as your life comes into play like does that even strike a chord with you yeah no it definitely does it's funny because i always love to tie back and if you've listened to this time or two you know i like to tie back to to kids and how kids are because like as adults i think we can take a lot of lessons from our kids Like you were just saying, I mean, you think about our kids, like our daughter wants to be the tooth fairy, an astronaut, a firefighter. I mean, it doesn't really matter depending on the day. And she thinks nothing of that, nor am I going to deter her from that, by the way. But she's like so confident, like she'll bring home an art piece that she did. She'll sing as loud as she possibly can. And she just doesn't care. She doesn't really, it's not, she's not affected by like the outside world and how it interacts. And our son's the same way. And so you're right. I mean, when you think about as a kid, I was like, I can do anything. And I remember my parents telling you, you know, Brandon, you can do anything. And I'm like, okay, you know, you can do anything you set your mind to. But then like you said, somehow in like that middle school stage, you started to get that judgment back. And that really started to knock your confidence down a notch and then another notch and then another notch. And I think we all fall into that pattern. And then it's like, then how do you build that back up though? Because like, how do you get back to a place where you can gain confidence? Because I know a lot of us, like we go out there and try new things and want to do new things, but then like the world has a good way of slapping us back. And so how are you like able to kind of be determined, have the grit and guts to just keep pursuing it no matter what? Mm, That's a great question. And as I was listening to you talk, I was just thinking about how like, I mean, yeah, I hadn't even thought about necessarily like what you want to be when you grow up but I'm wondering just when like who and how do you lose that exactly like is it just that you realize the truth along the way that like you can't be anything or like because I don't remember anyone ever being like you know Meg it's it's not realistic to just do anything and be anything you want to be like I don't remember anyone like dropping that truth bomb on me but the world I guess somehow does just come into play and take that from you and take your sweet little childlike innocence and believing that you can be the tooth fairy one day. I think it's just like people project onto you. And 
they do it a lot of times in like a, you know, a place where they're trying to help you, mm-hmm. you know, like, yeah, you know, that might not work the way you want, or they just say sideways comments or whatever it is. And I think that's where you start to learn that maybe what people said isn't true. And I think with that too, just as you were saying that, I, th- I think you just give a lot of your power away to other people. Like we all have, we're all powerful beings. We all have like that power within us. But along the way, like when people say those things or do those things or judge you in some way, you give your power to them. You give it away. You might give it to your partner or spouse. You might like give it to your parent if they weren't like a really big role model in your life. Maybe a relative. I don't know. But like then you you just lose it because the reality is I'm not going to – I don't want to sound like completely cliche, but like you can be whatever you want. The only thing really preventing you from that is your like grit and determination and maybe if you wanted to be, you know, an NBA basketball player like I did, your height, <laughs> you know, wouldn't really work out. But like most of the things you can do, we just limit ourselves and we're limited by that lack of confidence. Yes, I totally agree. For me, I think that, you know, as I was growing up, I think the real first time I remember losing some confidence was in fourth grade. But then as especially as I entered those middle school years, that sixth, seventh, eighth grade, Man, I struggled. And I was also not only struggling at school, I also was in ballet and I was struggling there too. And like, I just had a time, like, let me tell you, between school and ballet, like bullying was real, like very real for me. And I think it just like totally destroyed me. And so as I sit here today, I'm 35 years old. I am basically, I believe confident. I think I'm pretty darn confident. But I'm thinking, like, what changed that for me? And honestly, most of it is just freaking experience. Just being in my 30s, having life experience that showed me along the way, like, you are not what these people thought you were, you know, 112 years ago. And just being able to push past those beliefs that were so silly and dumb and meant nothing. Why would I have let all of those things just culminate into this ridiculous abuse of myself over so many years? And I don't know. I'm just thinking out loud here. No, and I know y'all can't see it there, but like I, I'm I'm just gonna be real with y'all. Like Mag's eyes were like welling up when she's even talking about that, which shows how much power that is. Like you said, that was twenty plus more than twenty years ago. And you're sitting there and it still like has an effect on you. So you want the answer to the question of how that happens. That's it. That's how that happens. So the real question is how do you allow that to, you know, be a reality in your life and not allow it to trigger the emotions that are being brought up and allow yourself to then lean in to a more confident self. Because a lot of what led to this episode is because me and you were having a conversation we were driving in the car and we were just talking about the idea of confidence and like your confidence as a woman and how were you like able to do that? And it was more like an exploratory conversation between the two of us, but Really in its essence, you were like, how did I get to the place where like, I feel like I can pretty much do anything. And I was just very like upfront and was like, I don't really remember like when we were first dated that you were like overly confident. And I don't even mean that as a slight. I just mean that in like, as far as life experience goes, and I'm not even tooting my own horn. I probably wasn't either, but we were talking specifically about you. So I just want to preface it with that. But then you were like, well, how did I ever gain like the confidence 
to do anything because I remember you leaning on me a lot. I remember you leaning on your mom a lot and your family and you like couldn't make a decision. We even made jokes like you couldn't make even a decision of like what sunglasses you wanted to buy without like phoning your mom or asking me. And it was like all around you then you were questioning like that confident self. And like you said, the thing that we came to in that conversation and we can get into here is the difficult things in your life that you overcame that's when you really stepped into that confidence. Right. Which really sucks in a way because, I mean, if you think about the fact that you have to, well, at least I, I don't know about you guys, but I had to go through like the worst time of my life to even come out in a place where I felt stronger because of it. But it really took us talking about it before I even realized like all of the things that we've told you guys about before, like our marital struggles back in 2012, like that was honestly the first time where I was making decisions and I was living a life that didn't require anyone else's permission or opinion. Like that was the first time when I had really stepped back away from what Brandon thought about everything and what mom thought about everything and just was doing what I wanted. And granted, those were not great decisions. I realize now and I realized quickly at that point too, but decisions aside, I was making them on my own. And that was the first time I had ever really thought about what me, Megan specifically was wanting or feeling rather than like needing somebody else to be a sounding board for how I was and what I was capable of. Well, and you fell into the roles too. Like in that time, you were really just playing the role. We talk about that frequently, but you were playing the role of the perfect daughter, the perfect spouse. You know, you were being that person for everyone else, but you, who were you to yourself? Mm -hmm. And that's what led you to pulling at that thread. And I don't want to speak for you, but like pulling at that thread to start to question what it meant to be you what it meant to be in your shoes, what it meant to be in a world maybe without me and how that would be. Because as painful as that time was for both of us, it really like showed you, I believe, that you were capable of doing whatever you wanted to do. 100%. I'm so glad you said that because that was exactly where I wanted to go next. Like, yes, it was a crap time in our lives. But also I realized that, you know, not to be mean because I don't want to sound mean, but with or without you, I was going to be okay. With or without you, my life would still be my life. With or without mom's opinion and approval or dad's opinion and approval, like I would still be able to be here and be be okay. Like not not struggle in a mental way, not struggle in a physical and emotional way. I would be okay. Maybe not a maybe not right then, but certainly eventually. Yeah, and it's interesting too because it, it's kind of a, a little bit of a, a strange dynamic because in that way, like you decided to grab onto those negative things and help it build up your confidence where I think so many people take those things and they, it like destroys their confidence. They're like, well, you know, this happened in my relationship and I did this and I made this mistake or I did that. And then you're like wearing that around as like a negative baggage that you're carrying with you. When you turned that on its head and you were like, no, I, that was the time. Yeah, I did make mistakes. I owned that. And that built up your confidence rather than it being a thing where you're letting it weigh you down and be baggage. Because I think so many of us are victim or play that victim card or in that victimhood that like, hey, I didn't make the best decision or this job didn't go well or this didn't go well. And it's like, it's not building up confidence. Cause I know a lot of our listeners are probably thinking like, yeah, those things sucked. 
and my life's ruined because of it. But I want to caution you to say your life's not ruined unless you're allowing that thing and putting that weight on it to allow that to be your current reality because it doesn't have to be. It's a total mindset switch. I mean, because honestly, you can let it go either way. Like like you were just saying, Brand. I mean, it doesn't have to be that it builds your confidence, but I certainly wanted it to mean something. I wanted to put a meaning behind it that made sense for me. And if I don't want to live my life unhappy about where I once was, which is just stupid because I'm not going to waste my life uh, mourning the past, I'm going to you know run towards the future, then I had to make that have meaning for me specifically and me overall. So that's when I kind of you know, worked with you to kind of figure out all that, that yes, it had meaning. And then it kind of catapulted from there. And I, I think you've had similar experiences where it might not be in the same realm of your life, but certainly something that you've been through prior gave you the confidence to know that you could move forward again. So when we experienced problems in our business, especially in 2017, when it felt like we were just done, like this was like, let's find a new career choice. Let's find a new path. Like there's no way we can survive this year that was when we were like needing to draw on something. And although it was relationship to business, the fact that we had gone through something hard before and made it out and been okay, gave us some strength to understand that like, wait a second, we're going about this all the wrong way. Once, once we've gone through that, let's get through this. It's not the same thing for sure, but we do have an ability to get through crap things. So let's do it again. And so we had to kind of flip the script on that a little bit and realize like, Hey, we can do this too. We we don't feel like we can, but let's let's shift our mindset again and figure this out. Right. And your experience and like just what you're saying, your experiences and your trials, they're your best teacher. They're like your education for everything that you're doing. Like as you were talking, I'm thinking about like when we when I was just like reflecting on my own confidence, it was in all the times where many times, it wasn't always. I mean, there were times where th- Things I tried things and they went really well and it built up my confidence that way. But many of the things I pulled from were the times where it didn't go the best. Like when we first got married back in 2008 and we moved to Texas immediately and that move went terrible. It was a living hell. Like nothing worked out. Meg was working a terrible job. I couldn't find a job. We didn't know what to do. We didn't even know what it meant to be married or be an adult at all. Like we were just out of college. That experience, though, led us to a place where we could then move 14 months later with confidence to North Carolina. And even if we didn't know exactly what was going to happen, we were able to do that. Then I think about times where I like worked jobs that I didn't necessarily love and I got let go from those jobs. That's a terrible time. But in those times, I realized that, no, I can create things on my own. I can go create opportunities on my own to make things happen. Same thing with our relationship, same thing with our business. Like you just can go down the line with this thing and all of those experiences could have been a woe is me Brandon story. They all could have been completely different. If I allowed them to be, they could be instead of badges of like honor of places where I stepped forward and stepped in, they could have been places where I tripped and fell on my face and stayed there for the rest of my life. And that's the challenge that you have with all of this. Because it's really all in your mindset and how you're going to show up each day, regardless of the stuff that comes in front of you, because it can be a confidence builder or it can be a confidence destroyer. And it's really you who have the choice to make that happen. It really is. And I think that another interesting part of this whole conversation is just, well, I'm going to go back to Clubhouse. I know we've just talked about Clubhouse like a couple weeks ago on the podcast, but just kind of a like 
offset of this was we were talking on Clubhouse a couple weeks ago. I was listening in a conversation about ego. And many of the people in there were talking about like ego as a bad thing. And Brandon threw out like maybe ego is sort of a good thing. And we talked about it in the capacity of, you know, is ego the same thing as confidence? And I have some opinions on that. I think that they're related. I don't think that they're necessarily the same. But could you talk a little bit about your your uh, thoughts on ego and confidence? Oh, man, I, I in that clubhouse, y'all, I blew my boy Andrew from Allegory and Elm's mind because he was like, you're crazy, man. Like, what are you talking about? How can ego be a positive thing? But here's the way I spit it. And I'm going to spit it here again. You went in the times where I'm pulling like ego and I don't, I'm not suggesting that ego isn't negative and can't go into negative spaces because I think the problem with ego is when you have so much confidence that you won't listen to the outside world, that you won't even listen when you're making really dumb decisions and you're so full of yourself that you can't possibly make it. I think just to start at the bottom, that's where most people think of when they think about ego, because it's like a self-absorbed negative place. But ego at its definition is it's how you feel about yourself, your own self-worth and your own self-importance. That's what it says in the dictionary. Go look it up. I challenge you. When you look at that and you think about it in that context, there are so many times, and I'll give you a perfect example. I was going on my run the other night and it sucked. It was going terrible. Nothing was going well in it. But I picked myself and dusted myself off. I was like, Brandon, you got this, man. You're going to go out there and get it. You know, you've done this before. You'll do it again. Like pulling from that experience, pumping myself up and I'm pushing myself forward and allowing myself to accomplish the goal in front of me. And I do that so many times in all the other places in my life. I think about half of these things we've mentioned as challenges when a challenge comes up and I'm like, how could this be that big a deal when my self inside mind, you know, starts to spiral? I mean, how can that be a thing? It's not a thing. You've done this, this, and this. You've done amazing things. You've been like punched in the face and you've stood back up again 15,000 times, Brandon. So where are you going? But that to me is the positive form of ego. That's to me is the self-worth, like self, like I got this type feeling that I think ego can definitely go. And it's a slippery slope. I'll give it to you. But I think it can be a positive thing. And I think confidence and ego can go hand in hand as long as it doesn't go to a place where it's an overconfidence and an oversaturation of ego to the place where you're ignoring everything else around you. Right. I think it's possible. I'm, I'm with you. I think it's possible that you can have a good, healthy self-esteem and it's use and be able to use your ego to your advantage. And I also think that you can have a little bit too much of an inflated self-esteem and think way too highly of yourself and use that to a place where you have, like you said, like no one's going to be able to tell you anything and you're just being kind of a cocky jerk, basically. Right. Right. And, and it is, like I said, it's, there's, there's definitely a balancing act with it, but I think it's like almost like that alter ego. Like you hear of people having an alter ego. And that alter ego can be a positive person. It doesn't have to be like a fake phony thing. It can be a portion of your personality that comes out in times of strife. It, it can be there. I think about Trent Shelton, oh, our, friend, our, friend, our, our digital friend and mentor, Trent Shelton. I can think about him. He's T-shell. Like when things come up and he's, he's having things that are tough, he's T-shell. And he steps into it and he's confident. And he said his son has the same thing. And I just, I laugh because I often think about that. Like, you need to have that in order to build up the confidence. And sometimes when you have something like that, you can really like pull yourself up from a dark place 
when you know that like you're capable of more and you've done more in the past and allow that to really build you up in the future. I just want to point out that you said something really cool and I don't think you even heard yourself say it, but you basically just said, use the confidence that you already have to build more confidence. If you think about it on that level, that's pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, like I said, it's all, it's all stepping stones. If you think about it, you're stacking up to bigger and better things. But if every time you stack up a couple, a couple things, say you're stacking up blocks, every time you stack up a couple confidence blocks and someone tells you something, or you have a bad experience and you take your hand and you slap those blocks over, you got to start from scratch every time. And eventually you're going to be so tired out that you don't even want to pick up those blocks and start stacking them again because the world has knocked you over so many times or you've knocked over those blocks so many times. But what if you didn't knock over those blocks? What if when things did happen, you're like, yeah, it happened to me and it happens to everyone else. And you know what? This is how I'm going to build this up. And I am going to look at this as education. I am going to stack these things up. Then the next time when it happens, you look over and rather than seeing those blocks scattered all the way across the ground, you see a stack of blocks stacked up there. And for each block, you remember what happened in those moments. You remember the challenge you faced and you remember that you picked yourself up then and you'll pick yourself up again and you'll pick yourself up again in the future. And you get that stack high enough that it doesn't matter what comes in your way or what comes in your path because you've got those that stack and you're almost there. And you just need to keep pursuing and keep going and build up that confidence. Don't knock yourself over every time. That's that's my challenge to you, really. Dang, brother. I don't even know if I can come after that. I'm like, mm, that was so good. Maybe I should just stay silent over here. <laughs> that's what I do, baby. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think I think we've touched on a couple really positive things because I think really building up that that confidence is key. In the times of struggle it's so easy to fall down, but really you don't need to, you need to pick yourself back up. And really what I would say is, is much like you did, Meg, what are those things that stopped you from feeling that way about yourself? What are those things that make you question your self-worth? Because confidence and self-worth are tied hand in hand. So what was it in your life? Where did it stop? Because I really believe going back to the point of origin can really help you break through those past behaviors and get to a place in the future that you want to be. But a lot of times you got to go back and I hate to use the term, but like dig up some of those old things in the past just to rectify them, heal them and move on. Not to sit there and ruminate with them and let them destroy you all over again, but to be like, yes, that happened. And you know what? I'm going to build up to a better place. So that doesn't happen to me again. And I have the confidence to move forward no matter what, because that's the belief you need to have in yourself. Because if you're sitting there listening and you think this is hard, you're dang right. It's hard. This is very difficult. Your mind will play tricks on you all day long. And it does to me and it does to Meg. And I'm sure it does for you, but you got to look that in the face and find the truth in that. And don't let yourself get pulled down to the negative spaces again. Don't buy the lie. Don't buy that belief that you have because you are worth it. Your self-worth is worth it. Don't let the world or anyone else tell you that you can't do it because you can, but you have to believe it yourself because me and Meg can sit here and tell you whatever we want. You've listened now for 23 minutes, which is great. I'm glad you're still here, but we can't do it for you. You're going to have to go out there. You're going to have to grab the bull by the horns and ride that thing 
but you have to instill that in yourself because as much as we tell you, as much as we try to pump you up and as much as we try to do that for you, no one can do it for you. You have to build that up and you have to build it up, like I said, one block at a time. Absolutely. And the last thing we'll leave you with today is just that there are going to be times where you do fall down. Absolutely there are. There always will be. But when those things happen, you cannot let them derail you. Yes, they happened. Yes, allow them, accept them for what they are. Pick yourself back up and go get it again. Hey, B, what did you think of that episode? I think it was pretty dang good. Well, what should someone do if they enjoyed these last 30 minutes? They should probably head over and leave us a review so we can reach more people. They definitely should. Guys, if you like the Fools in Love podcast, please go follow us over on Instagram at Fools in Love Podcast. We'd love to connect with you and learn more about what you'd like to hear. 